Hey guys, this is Dee Williams again with This Comics Life, and on this exciting and brand new episode, episode 40, I'm going to be talking with fellow stand-up comedian Taylor Avery, and of course we talk about stand-up comedy, I bring in a new segment called Celebrity Interviews, I also talk about all sorts of different just randomness with Taylor, it's a really fun interview, this was a really cool guy, and if you guys know him, he is the executive producer as well as sound guy as well as just a bunch of different co-host, I don't know, of the Good Word with Woodward, yep, Seth Woodward's podcast is is uh, all done because of Taylor Avery and, of course, Seth, too. But, yeah, it's a good episode, and I'm glad I sat down with Taylor and uh, just had a few laughs and talked about a lot of different things. So, without further ado, let's check this out! We're just having a podcast, bro. I would I would listen to Orgy Cast. <laughs> I would assume that there is some sort of like orgy, you know, podcast. It should be like post sort of orgy sex. podcast. A post orgy, like <laughs> Marv Alberts in the back, like you know, after <laughs> the orgy, like. So, what did you think about that orgy? I am fuck king from, uh, do you ever see Review? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> the whole thing is he's reviewing different parts of life and re- reviewers send him in, like, like people send him in like things and one of them was to right. go to like a sex party or go to an orgy. And one of <laughs> every single thing ends with a blank off where he has to challenge somebody to like the final thing. And one of them was a fuck off where he had to literally fuck somebody for a longer <laughs> amount of time. Wow. That's uh, that's pretty sweet, I guess. Like you know, anything for show business. Right. <laughs> it's obvious. It, obviously, it's scripted and, and shit like that. But it's it's still really funny. That's sweet. Yeah. It's like, got a whole narrative written through the entire thing, which is also pretty great. Cool. I think I think this is good. I think for the time being, this is working. All right. <laughs> Listeners, review uh, five stars us if you can hear us. Yeah. Do you have a hard time uh, getting the word out for the Seth? you know for good word with woodward um like just general social media yeah like it's one thing to get like views like you know i'm not gonna try to toot my own horn but i got at least 500 downloads per like you know episode that's really good actually yeah we're still on the the double digits as far as that we get about like uh like 700 ish like a um, like 30 days Mm -hmm. right yeah like yeah the goal is to break that break a thousand i think and you get into like you start picking up steam a little bit well i will say like it does help you know the more episodes you have because you know when people like download now i I see like big spikes and it's because like there's new people that come on and they listen to like six episodes Yeah, they download the whole catalog all at once so Mm -hmm. you're like oh why did it just suddenly spike yeah i've had that with a couple of things actually when you went on we actually had a a pretty decent spike with our yeah uh, i mean yeah thank you it's me uh, (laughs) both of you guys that came over to listen to us (laughs) you guys are great Nah, but i that's the thing though is that like yeah okay there's people listening but there's still nobody like rating it there's still nobody going like how many people are saying like man that podcast you don't know about it you should definitely listen right 
And listeners, I have a dirty little secret. I don't know if you've seen the reviews page. Daryl has reviewed his own podcast. Of course. <laughs> as well as I have. <laughs> I will say the like Mean Boys has also done it as well. And I'm You have sh- to. Like It's the- like you gotta get the ball rolling. Nobody wants to be the first one. Yeah. And who was that one organizer that or uh sports announcer that got uh shit for it recently because i guess he went on some like message board or whatever and thought he was like in a like you know had like some like you know dummy screen name but uh, it was actually his screen name oh that's great and he was writing like man this show is so great you should listen to it twice a day and, <laughs> and then it you know i could play in my sleep <laughs> i dream about it it's beautiful <laughs> And you're like, dude, bro, like, you're the host. Like, <laughs> you gotta at least have one of your PAs do that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't find, like, anybody to, like... Oh, that's great. But that's the thing. I can't. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> I and, and I feel like, you know, everybody that is listening is, like, you know, probably... I don't know how they found out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're all, like, just other friends that I have, like, other comics, or if it... Or is it people that I have no idea who it is, like in you know Bangladesh or something? Gotcha. Like, oh, that that comics life, that's a very good show. Just, I don't know who Darren Williams. Or they is. can't even understand English, and it's just music, literal music to their ears. <laughs> like, oh, the melody is beautiful. <laughs> I'm talking about his dick. That's that's the best. <laughs> yeah, I like when he laughs. We have one, we're officially international because we have one French French listener. Yeah, that's listened at least once. It's and in that's the UK the thing. for you, sure. You look at those demographics, and then you like go, oh, there is one person in Russia. And then you try to talk to that person, like, person in Russia, write me. Like, why are you listening? <laughs> we'll have you on. We'll have you Skype in if that's not illegal over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it Putin? Tell me it's Putin. <laughs> it was Putin. Oh, yeah, it's definitely Putin. <laughs> if people don't know that you're the, uh, I guess, executive producer slash everything else that seth isn't i'm the audio <laughs> monarch of the podcast yeah with the good word with woodward podcast mm-hmm. and uh it's it's a good show obviously because i've been on it right it's the best <laughs> now it's the best because i run it yeah but do you find it like you know hard to talk about politics especially now that it's like trump is the big topic like it's tough because i'm i'm like a deeply not political person because i grew up listening to like being like stuck in cars listening to like rush limbaugh and stuff like that and right just like okay this is literally the soundtrack to my first 10 years of life because you grew up here in socal no i grew up in northern california actually oh, okay i like bay area how long ago did you move down here like about two years uh two years now so i've only been down here for a little bit sweet I'm still picking new up transplants yeah <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> now I see an Oregon plate. I'm like, why are you here? Couldn't make it at Google. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually visited Google. They have a huge ass plant. Wow. Really? It's a fucking complex. Like, is it a fern or a ficus or? It's uh Oh. <laughs> it's right now. Oh, an actual, that's what they call their, uh, no, it's their a, headquarters. It, they call it like a campus or whatever. It's mm. larger than any school you've ever seen. It's just, the problem is it's like they have like 12, 15 buildings. Well, don't they want their employees to live there and stuff? I mean. Yeah, I know one guy, like, uh, I forget, I think it might have been like one of the, like, Instagram or Facebook or something. He literally just, like, had a home built outside in their parking lot. It's like a, like a storage container. Like a tiny shed, and then he. He's just like programming in it. Yeah, and he he like he goes to use the bathroom inside the place because they have like showers and mm-hmm. shit there. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Which I totally get, and it's pretty cool. What a life! 
<laughs> I work at like a kind of a cool place where it's like it's like a kind of a startup, but it, they don't have like the fuck off startup money. Right. What but kind it, of? Oh, so this is your day job. Yeah. So they have like a regular fridge for everybody to put their shit in. And then they have like a snack fridge. So like that was pretty cool for me. I'm like, oh, they have like you can put it, some sandwich it, meats in there. Is it like an open space working area? Uh, yeah, mostly where it's all, no cubicles. It, it are cubicles, but they're like the half cubicle, so it's pretty mm. much a desk and a little partition for everybody. And how office space is it? Not. It's not office it's space. It's Really, a decent corporate environment. What are you doing? I do uh, data entry and um, what do you call it? Uh, like shipping logistics and shit like that. Sexy. Yeah, um, mostly a, <laughs> a lot of data entry. I have. I get a lot of time to listen to podcasts. Is <laughs> I have eight to nine unobstructed listening time. Right, right. Yeah, I've definitely had those jobs, of course. I think that's why I started doing comedy is because those types of jobs, even though they might be better in certain areas, you know, there's tweaks like, okay, you find cool people to work with. Sure. Or, yeah, the data entry isn't as mind-numbing as other things but overall it's still like i think i'm slowly dying inside every day i go here (laughs) i used to work at a place this is actually how uh, you can go into like my origin story for comedy like whatever but i moved down here in october not this year but the year before that Mm -hmm. um so i think it was like like december i actually got a job i was I'm working at a temp energy still uh agency i still am but i they put me at this place called uh was it Toastmasters, mm-hmm. and they, they do the. It's like the speech club for adults. It's yes. like founded yes, by like, I've heard of it. By like yes. Carnegie or something like that. It's a huge backbone for like you know a lot of like the uh, CEOs of America. Mm-hmm. But they, I worked at their international um, like warehouse, and where I had to do pick and pull for a warehouse, and literally all day was me just putting shit in in different size envelopes. <laughs> nice. I literally just took like a picture. A mail room. I was is, is essentially like a a, a little upgraded from a, a mail room. I was paid for eight hours a day for two days in a row, literally putting rubber bands around a certain amount of CDs. <laughs> for eight hours. Wow. <laughs> hours. I started listening to podcasts. I started listening to more comedy podcasts. I used to listen to a bunch of like video game podcasts and stuff like that. And I started listening to like Todd Berry podcasts and stuff like that. Right, like, right, right. I live next to one of like the you know being in Orange County. I live next to like one of the major comedy cap two like two major comedy capitals of the world. I bet there's an open mic around here somewhere I could do some jokes at. Just like see if I like it or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure enough, I did it. I accidentally had an amazing set for for being the first time there's no way i should have done that wow yeah like it's so funny how how i've been doing this podcast for a little bit and mm -hmm. it's yeah clearly around stand-up comedy comedy and it's like i have more people telling me that how great they did their first time more than like i took a big dump on stage i've heard both i've heard people that are like i did it so bad and i wanted to do better there's still people that i've heard bomb the first time but more people i hear did all right, and then the Latin, the next five times they bombed. <laughs> I think it's something too that um, they talk about, like when you get into routine and stuff like that, your brain starts using less of its main functions because mm-hmm. it's not in a new situation. So if you're in a brand new situation and your brain's trying to perform at its peak capacity, of course you're probably going to have a little better set than you normally would have if right. you've been used to it. The whole following week, I was eating nothing but dicks. <laughs> I, I think I did a set. And how heart. did you do on stage? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's sad because they caught me off guard. I'm like, Wait, what does he mean? Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Lose yourself to dance. 
Welcome, everybody, to This Comics Life. This is your host, me, D. Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Dumbass, a.k.a. Dude that's hanging out with another dude. I am talking about fellow stand-up comedian Taylor Avery. Hey! <laughs> yeah, you need to also come known in as T-Ray and uh, <laughs> Yo, Re- Rex T and what uh, up, Vanilla T-Ray? Ice. I don't know. T-Ray? I'm, does give, you go by V-Ice now? <laughs> give, give, a, give your boy a shout-out. Holler at your boy. That's the whitest, <laughs> whitest holler. Holler at your boy. Holler, and I quote, no, he hollered at me. <laughs> I think that's the thing about uh, white people is that they've created the letter R. Yeah. They put R in everything. <laughs> white people created the letter R. It's so great. Please cut this to the podcast and exclusively use that on the Oh man, that is that is really good. It's either that or like, you know, other races said no more R. We're not saying Cut it. it off. Yep. Fuck R. I'm not saying it in my language. <laughs> you know, I think certain languages like what uh sp- not Spanish, but uh Japanese and Korean, they only have like, you know, 11 or 7 letters or something. Or like phonetic phrases or mm-hmm. phonetic sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why they the whole like stereotypical like R or L sound is so weird because it's literally not in their language. Yep. In much the same way that uh, Indian music sounds really weird to us, and I mean like India, India. Right. Uh, because it has notes in their scale of music that we don't have. Yeah. So they have like something like 27 sometimes to 11. We have like 7 to 8, you know. My ears never heard that, and I hate it. And it sounds weird when you listen. <laughs> like you hear uh, Hindi music; it's really like weird, hard to listen. It sounds very dissonant sounding. Yeah. But to them, it's actually like a melody that makes sense. Yeah, those sitars, man. I I think I would like to learn how to play it, but I think as soon so as I knobs. learned how, I'd be like dead afterwards. I'd like you'd be too old. Yeah. As soon as I'm like, man, I'm awesome at this, I'd suddenly die. I've seen young sitar players. <laughs> you do look like they learned it from the beginning. <laughs> One, here you go, buddy. Start yep. working with this. Tell me what you got. He was born with a sitar in his hand. I don't Tabs. know how, where, where it came from. <laughs> Tabs to every Guns N' Roses album. I don't know why if that can be transcribed. I would love to hear Guns N' Roses on a sitar. It must exist. Good uh, YouTube channel. Rob Scallon has a lot of uh, has covers in different like different. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. One of them is they played like uh, like uh, metal on a harp. Nice. They're using it to like solo and shit like that. Whatever that tiny little Russian guitar is, it looks a little like a lute, but it's super tiny. He's like playing like a mandolin. It's thinner. Than, it's like the the neck is like an inch and a half wide. It's super thin looking, mm. and the body's like super huge. It looks like you should be like in the 1300s playing for the king. <laughs> a musical lick for you. <laughs> he has to sound Russian, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a Russian accent. Sire. Sire, I have a lick for you. You ever play Warcraft? Yes. <laughs> yes, my lord. <laughs> work, work. Sabu. Sabu. Lotar. Lotar. Damn, this yeah. is nerdy. <laughs> oh. Lotar. 
Pete Holmes. Uh-huh. He was having a bit on his last special about that where like there was you gotta think about that sometimes where like there was a dude at some point that was in a voiceover booth that said, Now I have you <laughs> And then like And he's, he's like, onto something. Yes, yes, good one. Can we get one, one more? Can we get one? Now one I more. have you. <laughs> one more for safety. Yep. <laughs> Get it back. I don't know if we caught that one. <laughs> a little hard on the... Mm. <laughs> Boom! Good one, Jim. <laughs> right back at you, buddy. Let's, let's go through the rest of the sound effects. Wind banging booms next. Yeah. Can you give us a little bit more on the oom? <laughs> yeah. More uh, Yeah. Dial that bass up. Don't be afraid. Do you do uh, voices or any type of impressions? Um, no, I've considered it, but I, I, I want to hone stuff before I get there. There's, um, I'll hear people do, like, a, a, a certain voice, and I'll be like, oh, man, I, I want to try and, you know, nail that impression or something like that. Mm. I'll get close. But then as soon as you try to do it in front of people, like, no, nah, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then you, like, <laughs> feel like you nail it sometimes. The problem is most of my voices are just, like, dumb internet guy voices. Like, oh, I don't know. That was a, I'm a YouTube commenter. Blah, 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 blah. You know, everyone <laughs> has their dumb internet voice. Because that's how they sound like. Yeah, of course. Weirdly esoterically, like, you know. <laughs> well, they have a double chin, obviously. Yeah. You know, they always have to sound a little fat. Is my voice fat shaming people? <laughs> <laughs> do I sound like that? God, do I sound like I'm that? I'm on the internet a lot. It's such a weird I- stereotype to, like, get out of a tiny little inflection. <laughs> But it says well, it so is, much. I, I love. Uh, we were talking. I was talking about this with Tony on the last episode, Tony Alfano, and he was saying we were talking about how like for whatever reason, like every comic has like said like if they're gonna be talking about their girlfriend or any girl, they always have to sound like a nasally cunt. Like, oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> oh. Like, no girls sound like yeah, girls sound like that, but not the majority of women. Not m- the ones I see on a day to day basis. Most of them are like hello. <laughs> Greetings, human. <laughs> I bid you adieu. I mean, most women that I know, like, whatever they're saying is like, why are you looking at my boobs so much? Or, yeah. Eyes are up here, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, uh, you your, c- your card has been declined. <laughs> your card has been declined. <laughs> I'm sorry, I only take cash. <laughs> yeah, that's how they usually sound that's in my, my, my life. <laughs> I want, like, yeah, it was... <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I don't love you. <laughs> you got an F. Yeah. <laughs> Move out of the house. You're worthless. Yeah. <laughs> why is that so? Why is that yeah. so attributed to our? Your father and I aren't going to be supporting you your entire life. We're not getting back together. <laughs> I killed your cat. Too dark. Yeah. Let's bring it back. Mm-hmm. One crank back. <laughs> Make it sound like a nasally cunt. You killed your cat. I killed your cat. I killed your cat. <laughs> One of my favorite mm-hmm. things is to go in with the trailer and maybe a description. Maybe like a one-line sentence about the movie. Right. I have no preloaded things about it because I'll enjoy it because I'm trying to figure out what's Like you want to know what genre it is, but you don't want to know like... Yeah, maybe so I can get... Pro- like if it's going to be an intense drama, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if I'm going to be bored. Or like, <laughs> yeah, is this going to be a period film or not? Or is yeah. this going to be about robots? Sometimes you kind of want to know like the general vibe, like more like... I remember watching a movie and literally nothing happened. Me and my parents, wa- my parents were like, "Hey, do you want to go to a movie?" Yeah, we're- Rachel getting married. Do you ever see that movie? Nope. 
That's another movie that, yeah, you nothing happens. There's this one, I forget what it was, but they basically, it was Morgan Freeman, and I forget who the female lead was, but they're this, like, interracial couple, and they're, like, older, like, in their, like, early 60s kind of thing, and they're trying to find a new apartment, and the whole thing is them trying to get a new apartment, selling their old place, and there's, like, this weird background thing of, like, a weird, like, maybe terrorist attack thing that was happening on the Brooklyn Bridge kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and that kind of gets resolved, and then they decide that... They never wanted to find an apartment in their own, their first place because the one they found was good enough. And I'm like, I don't even know if that follows a traditional story. Literally nothing <laughs> was accomplished. That's what it was called, good enough. Sure. <laughs> P-S-S-H dot 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 sure was the name of that <laughs> byline. Sure. Exactly 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Two and a half stars. Yeah, I, man... And you feel I, like you just have wasted time now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want that hour and a half back. You want, like, not just a refund, but you're like, give me, like, time back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that Rachel Getting Married movie, it's like, it's by, like, Ted Demi or some, like, big famous director where you're like, oh, this guy actually, like, makes movies. Right. And then, like, yeah, uh, what's her face? An- Anne Hathaway's in it. And it's all about her going to this, like, reception party. Uh for her sister getting married Mm -hmm. and the whole movie just takes place at this reception party. And it's just basically the big reveal is she spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. She, uh, you know, killed her baby brother accidentally when she was babysitting him. And now the whole family is kind of like resenting her and kind of like, yeah, you're the one that killed the kid. And the whole movie is just everybody kind of, you know, treating her like the person that killed the little kid. And you're like, this is the whole movie? I'm watching somebody's home movie about you ridiculing this lady for accidentally killing a kid? Big whoop. Like, it's not like, did she like try to kill him and it worked? No, it was like, like he was playing outside or something and accidentally fell or like into a swimming pool and drowned. Okay, so that's just sad. It's and not like she like she tried was... to throw a blender at him or something. <laughs> Here, catch. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> Extension well, that, cable. <laughs> that's the thing. It was the message was because uh, she was high. She was getting high. Getting high. And Stop then, leaving me with kids then. Yep. Yep. If you knew she was getting high. And here's the thing. Like, I've smoked weed. Like, I feel like What's I'm. What's your kill count at? <laughs> 20, 30? I've I'm at never 60. killed one kid. Never, never occurred. <laughs> I harm less things when I'm If high. anything, if I saw a little kid fall into the pool, I'd jump in the little pool because I'd be like, man, that sounds like fun. You would not. Yeah, or you, you're like literally not even thinking to take the phone out of your pocket. You're just so in the. It either. Mm-hmm. When you get panicked while high, you get like super. You get paranoid. Yeah. yeah. And super. Yeah, you're going to be like, where's the kid? Yeah. <laughs> where's the kid? Where's, where's the, pool? the kid? Uh, where <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm going to save this kid, and then I'm going to make myself a PB&J. You're going to be smoking the joint as you're jumping into the pool. <laughs> and throwing it clear into yep. safety. <laughs> See, that's that's the first, like, unbelievable thing right now, where you're like, wait a minute. No, no. Mm-mm. Maybe if she was doing heroin or taking pills. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. Two, maybe dial that PCP down a little. It would have been totally believable if I saw her take two Ambien and then the kid fell in the pool. Right. And alcohol is way more prevalent and likely to cause 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like alcohol, like under a certain amount, you probably might still be okay in that area. Of course. If not, maybe a little rough with the kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's good. <laughs> oh, that, that slap on the back turned way south. <laughs> so did he. But he's backwards that, now. So, yeah. like and, and then you wanted to also like say to the rest of the family, like, get over it. Right. Who gives a shit about like move on? Yeah, I get it. So she messed up years ago. Like, <laughs> one mistake. Make another kid. He's only three years old. If only you weren't barren. <laughs> <laughs> and then all this shit gets put on her. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And if only he wasn't impotent. <laughs> yep. And then the whole family collapses. And and then of course, yeah. Since it's Anne Hathaway too, it's an extra like, ugh. Ugh. why does this movie exist? Yeah. I like Anne Hathaway, but I question her movie choices sometimes. I question her choices, all of them. <laughs> Cross the board. Just not even movie choices. Just why did you eat that thing? Why did you move here? Right. <laughs> like Lee Miz, fantastic. She did an excellent work there. You right, know? right. It was like a wonderful performance. And other things, just like, hmm, no. Yeah. Stop. I, there like, are those movies. Princess Diaries, too. Maybe Right, Maybe right. You should have right. gotten out of that contract. <laughs> you know, weaseled your way out of that one anyway. Oh man, I love movies. What was the last uh movie you saw? Last movie I saw was Bye Bye Man, which was a really terrible horror movie. I think I'm trying to figure out what was before that. I know I saw something recent. Oh, uh, Rogue One was really great. Yeah, Rogue One was because it was unique and interesting. Because my main thing is I'm a total like Disney non Disney hipster fuck. Like, oh, no, it's just a corporation. Like, I totally feel that way, but I'm trying to tone that the amount I whine about it on the outside. Mm. Like, it feels like a lot of great art is produced through some struggle, and it feels like it might be hard to make great art if you have literally no boundaries in between you and making something. You have every single creative resource you might possibly need. Mm -hmm. So, you feel, I don't know, it just feels like it gets less interesting. Sam, we're talking about it. But. Despite that, Rogue One was absolutely a really good movie. Yeah, I Rogue One was some complaints about the story being, like, canon or whatever. I'm like, it doesn't matter. He reset the universe. Yeah, it's not part of the series. It's just some standalone bullshit. It's yeah. great. It's because yeah. it... Spoiler alert. Don't... Yeah, skip, hit that 15 seconds ahead button. It doesn't have... I'm, it's not that bad. It doesn't have a great ending. You feel kind of shitty afterwards. Right. You're like, that... I'm sad. Well, you kind of knew the ending a lot before of going die. in. Yeah. I guess it wasn't Bothans, but a lot of people did die. <laughs> you see a fucking Star Cruiser explode. You're like, that was a lot of people. <laughs> but that's Star Wars. Like, what movie doesn't have a planet getting destroyed? I mean, every planet has a Death Star in it. Yeah. Sometimes really. it's going to be used. Like, really? Uh, I like the whole complaint. Well, like, all they ever make is another Death Star. Yeah, that's all they've ever made. Yeah. That's all they know to that's make. That's what the Empire does. Yeah. They make Death Star. <laughs> it should be Death Star and Company and Sons. And. <laughs> What's wrong with the Death Star? It's Are you great, like, it's a big sphere laser that shoots eyeball lasers. If you saw a Death Star explode. in the like Scott. actual atmosphere coming towards Earth, you wouldn't be like, eh. Lame. Lame. Yeah. Oh no. Seen it. <laughs> I remember the uh so we did like a VFX thing where they had like the just the Death Star in the sky above certain cities. <laughs> it was just really cool looking. That would be cool. I'd like to see that. It's worth a look. You can probably find it on YouTube pretty quicker. All right, everybody, this is a new bit. I don't know how well it's going to go, but Taylor Avery is my guinea pig okay. for this new segment entitled Celebrity Interviews. 
All right, what we're going to do is I'm lazy, so I figured I would just take an interview from a celebrity that's already given an interview to Stylist Magazine on 2011, and the celebrity I'm speaking of is Britney Spears. So, all of these questions were once directed at Britney Spears, and now I'm directing them at Taylor Avery. Can I just answer him however I want to answer him? You can answer however you I'm want. I'm going to be in the moment. I don't know what's going to happen. Guys, yep, you're going to be in the moment. All right, the first question. So, Taylor, can you describe your new scent? My new scent is um, I'm really working on a, a very prototype, very experimental new scent. It's actually um, we took the uh, adrenaline out of small dogs and we we've created a certain sort of uh, pheromone so everywhere you go if you're wearing it uh, obviously you'll get used to it after a while but everywhere you, it's very pungent um it's, you, it's like a one spray you know <laughs> maybe uh, a little dab under the cheek maybe on the wrist that's about it do much more and you're killing people literally it's lethal you gotta <laughs> we're putting warning labels on it but the gist of it is is it'll make everyone around you feel instant fear and they'll try to get away from you or fight you so it's a very antagonistic it's a very artistic statement about how we perceive the people around us and how do you think your fragrances have done so well well i think because people are trying to f- uh feel fear more in their daily lives <laughs> because as you know we have a utopian society now where Pretty much every single need is met through our new replicating uh, services. Naturally. Um, well, service. It's really about the, the 3D printing food. <laughs> and uh, pretty much it's, you know, who knew Star Trek was so close? We're right there. Solved all major issues we've ever had. I don't know why we're bringing it up. It's everyday, everyday occurrences here in the future <laughs> that we're living in. 2011. Yeah. You've been in the public eye for 13 years now. What does it mean to be a celebrity in 2011? Well, it's hard because I'm from the, the future past. <laughs> right? So, because see what happened <laughs> the is... The not quite future? A bunch of people went into the future and they brought all their shit back. So now I'm trying to understand what my reality would be if that hadn't happened. But as far as I know, that's all that's ever happened. <laughs> So it's really hard to be a celebrity because I don't know what I am. <laughs> because all I've ever known is somebody telling me I was successful and then I was. I think that's the definition of celebrity. You know, have somebody call you a celebrity and then you're a celebrity. That's pretty much, yeah. All of my peers are all, that's all they've got their start in the business. Somebody's like, you're going to make it, kid. You got what we call in the business it. I love how candid I am. <laughs> like, like, just willing to do bit, bits. <laughs> do you feel you're in your own skin now? Uh, definitely. With the new um, the new poly skin uh, mix I've been I've been working on, I um, I've never felt more in my skin. You can just run so much faster. I have punched through so many bricks just in my free time. It's a great exercise. It's re- it's like the new yoga. I just punch through bricks all day, <laughs> and that makes your skin better. Yeah, it well, it, it yeah, it it regenerates all the the energy you spend punching bricks, and it, it pumps it back into the suit. <laughs> Where is this going? Naturally, <laughs> the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> well, next what, question: What utopian nightmare have I created? <laughs> punching bricks feeds you. <laughs> It makes your skin clear. What a very uh, hostile society. <laughs> and you're a celebrity in it. Yeah. <laughs> Britney Spears is wildly self-aware <laughs> that she's not... And pretty 
she's grounded in the core concepts of general time travel and relativity. <laughs> she's woke. <laughs> You're fucking woke. <laughs> in the future past. Expen- Britney Spears' days of future past. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll bring it more back into something a little bit more uh, centered. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the last book you read? Last book I read was um, the uh, Keen Peel. Uh, I guess it would be a double autobiography because it's a double ghost written for each other. Mm. <laughs> they both wrote each other's stories. <laughs> Key and Peel, the story of us, us being bad motherfuckers. The Geel and Peel? Yeah. It still works with Peel, though. <laughs> the story of us. Yep. Was it good? Uh, it was It was a mat. Would the- you recommend it? Would you... What would I learn from it? You would learn the the, the basically how to um, maintain a long lasting friendship that will turn into a creative super force that will wreck every major medium that the world has ever known. So yes, if you if you want to have your mind literally blown out of its skull <laughs> across every nearby countertop, pick it up, read page one, and set the book down. <laughs> it's all you need. Just the first page? Very short. You posted a photo on Instagram of you cooking in your kitchen. It's so traditional. Is the rest of your house like that? I hope you lose your job. I know. (laughs) I'm getting fired from my own podcast. This guy, he's out. Next. (laughs) The interviewer who gets nexted. (laughs) Next. (laughs) That would be a very Britney Spears move. (laughs) I feel like, don't know the lady. She seems nice, but I can see that going awry. Yeah, my home, my uh, my home may seem traditional. Um, you know, the traditional like uh, I, I like a very. Uh, I'm trying to be more, as we progress with all, the, all this crazy technology we've adapted. I want to be more centered with having you know real food and real meals, and not any of your you know your soylent based right carbo breads or <laughs> maxa bars. That makes sense. That's not right. Or, or your Coke meals. <laughs> I prefer Pepsi meals, honestly. <laughs> but as it may seem, obviously I'm not going to live without my in-home AI. Everyone has one. Of course I'm going to have it. <laughs> and what is your AI uh, named? As you know, I'm not allowed to utter his name to other people. Because <laughs> that gives his power away. <laughs> it's like a password, obviously. Right, right, right. Obviously that's a fake question. <laughs> All right, lastly, um, the last question Hold is... Hold on. Was that a real question of the Britney Spears interview? <laughs> was, what was the name of your AI? Because <laughs> if so, I have some questions. <laughs> it was, yeah, strangely enough, that was the follow-up. question, weird... <laughs> After what type of food do you cook? Was, Similarly, what is all, your AI? all my non sequitur answers, which are totally dumb, also had <laughs> matching questions. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, weirdly gone the same exact way as what she answered, word for word. Yeah, <laughs> have you read this interview it's before? Crazy. <laughs> all right. Finally, the last question: Do you have a bucket list? Yes, it is, and it, uh, my uh, at the top of the list is to have some form of human contact, uh, definitely physical. I'm thinking, <laughs> and to have my first mind to mind connection, <laughs> like in Demolition Man. Yes, uh, I want to have my first brain sex, <laughs> brain intercourse. Really. All right, obviously. What do you say we just do it the old-fashioned way? Oh, disgusting! You mean fluid transfer? I mean. Bony, the, the wild mambo, the, the hunk of chunk. As that is something I've always heard about, but as you know, brain STDs are wildly rampant and very effective. And the cause of the new the, that, the zombie the scourge STDs. we all called back in 2008. I want to have brain intercourse someday. 
You'll have it. I, I, we're, we're working on a cure to brain AIDS. Brain, like, brain emphysema. Buck up, son. Like, you'll have emphysema's it. Emphysema's not an STD. <laughs> it's just fun sounding. Get a brain trachea hole. Yeah. I wish I could get emphysema just so I can tell people how much I like saying emphysema. In your cool robot voice. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, that's a good bucket list. Yeah, it's, it's up there. What about you? Do you have any bucket list for the future techno um, technocracy? <laughs> um, to love, yeah. To to feel love, to um, to really. I heard that's yeah. a myth. I don't know. <laughs> it is. It's a myth made by Hallmark. <laughs> Sounds like some sweet new designer drug. Right. Sounds like Dude, something the gays are into. <laughs> Yeah, the gays. The gays are now just like a wide, like, active military group. Yeah. Exclusively of all, just stunningly hot dudes. <laughs> well, of course, just clearly. Shortest shorts. <laughs> they say what you love about their international politics. Their their outfits are fucking crisp. <laughs> I've heard this I think I heard it on one of your episodes and I've heard it on a couple of different podcasts like all like variety of podcasts there's a unusual amount of people who've been heckled with next yes yes I've heard it like next. so many times and I've like that's a frightening <laughs> heckle other than you're not funny just fucking next yeah like what else do you guys <laughs> stop eject <laughs> I've heard the the straight up just no no <laughs> I've only, like, my worst thing I've ever gotten is, like, somebody was walking, like, it was, like, a drunk homeless guy was walking through one of my sets at Max Bloom's, and I just had to deal with him, but, like, the crowd was on my side, because he was, like, he was being un- Right, just uh, Ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, I've had, uh, fortunately, out of the amount of times I've done this, you know, not it, not that many hecklers, you know, mm-hmm. few, but it hasn't been, like, man, I, the only time I was at Harp... And I couldn't stand it. I was just like, I'm off. I'm out. Right. <laughs> Peace out. Was like, there was just these four wasted women that were there for like some bachelor party or whatever. And they just would not shut up. Like you'd get two words in and they'd be like, Woo, what'd you say? You're cute. And you're like, well, thanks. But can you at least let yeah. me talk? <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't think you actually I, you must be drunk if you just automatically thought like right. oh yeah I need to tell this There's guy there's gotta how be cute something wrong if you think I'm that great <laughs> you must have some beer I looked in the mirror on. today I am not cute <laughs> <laughs> I have a girlfriend and she's never even told me that <laughs> <laughs> she loves me she has to <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep but it, it's it's definitely like a, a little tough but I mean I would understand like. Like what go through what goes through like a heckler's mind? Is it just because we're at an open mic and it's like low? Like, you know, I I almost get that guy. We're at a stupid dive bar. Okay, he's trying to be an idiot. But like the hecklers at the like shows that are like at the improv where it's like four hundred people and you're like, dude, you're gonna be the one dude that's like gonna yell out some stupid comment. Because there's definitely people that think that heckling is part of the show. Like, that, they just uh, assume I'm helping, going yeah, yeah. I'm participating. Yeah, it's a back-and-forth conversation. No, it's a monologue. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'll I think, ask you if I need you. That's the thing. I think it's because when, when a comic runs into, like, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of crowd work, now it's, like, almost telling the audience, like, yeah, you can 
participate now because I've talked to one person in this audience. Now right. it's like if you're another person, you can suddenly chime in too. Have you have you ever seen any of like the crowd work specials at com- comics like the Todd Berry or I yes think, um, yes uh, shoot, uh, was it um, uh, David Tell did a crowd work? Well, no, it was like he did road work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was um I, uh, Big J? I think Big J has mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm surprised. You can tell they're skillful because the the crowd doesn't get out of hand. And right. They do it in such a way where they know they're the only ones getting their their time for the. I right. mean, they also have microphones that they get passed around, but it's. You could tell, like, if it was a lesser person up there, they would lose control of that audience. True. I would like to to kind of do more just to work out the muscle. I always find it funny, like, <laughs> especially with this podcast, like, I'll run into one guy that's totally like, what? Crowd work? Fuck that. You never do that. And right. then another comic's like, what? That's all I do. Right. <laughs> I don't have any jokes. <laughs> that's what happened, like, a month into me doing comedy. I started only doing crowd work and trying to riff off of stuff because I get it once. And then you mainline that cocaine that is, like, mm. really amazing crowd work mm-hmm. where you just start feel like it, I won't have the best jokes, but you start getting that rhythm. Yes. Sort of. Yes. And then you're like, oh, I just want to only do this now. And then you start not having, like, that energy there and you need a joke to start it up a little bit. Yeah. I well, find if you're going to go into it planning to do crowd work, have your set as your pearl handled revolver underneath the table. Just have that ready. <laughs> you're daring. At all times. Yeah. Did you ever – so you started comedy like right after you moved down here? Um, it was like three or four months after I moved down here. Mm-hmm. I've only – this like this month is my one-year marker officially. And how did you meet Seth? Just at the scene or – Yeah, I'd run into uh, Max Blooms mostly because that would be where he – all right, see him typically. And then one day he's like, you know, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. I'm like – my ears perked up because I'm like, I am bored and I need to do something productive with right. my time because I – I don't know if you get like this. I feel like I need to like earn my stay on the earth <laughs> by making things, you know? Like if I haven't yes. done something useful, like I, I, that's why I can't like relax on a Saturday. I'm like, I got to do something, you know? Well, I think that's what, you know, makes somebody, I guess, creative is like, yeah, you're trying to create stuff, you know, do right. stuff, not just like make a living, making heard- a widget and then right. drinking yourself and watching football all day. I don't know. I mean, football's fun too, but like you said, I'd rather be doing something else. I put it down to, like, early childhood anxiety that my father probably imparted on me. He's like, hey, you got to work to live. I'm like, okay, so just burn that into my head right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I've noticed with a lot, mostly open mics. It's, It's not hard to get comics to go there. It's hard for er- to get anybody else to go there. Yeah, to get like even one or two people that are not just like stuck there. Yeah, that aren't working there in some capacity. And then to like, get them to return is like you're not going to get it. You're right. It's going to people walking in or trying this out for the first time. That's why, like you know, bars like the Anchor Bar and Bricks and certain open mics, mm-hmm. they're so beneficial because yeah, they're not some dead open mic. It's an actual open mic with people. <laughs> There's people there and they're into it. Yeah. And, and maybe they they're not into you, but that's okay. They're yeah. at least there for comedy. They're not just like, oh, uh, I was coming in here to have a glass of wine, and now there's going to be somebody telling me jokes about Trump. I don't Fuck know. Fuck this. Yeah, I don't know how Bricks works so well because it, it shouldn't. Yeah. Their, their book show, and majority of the time, the open mic is great. I mean, it, it's an open mic, so you're always going to have like some issues with you know just having turnouts and stuff like that. People yeah, yeah, through. yeah. Well, people show for the book sh- par- portion, and then like after eight 
open mics yeah or open micers that aren't funny then yeah they're gonna get slowly yeah, I, think dismal. Gonna, I think i'm gonna take this old horse home <laughs> but they, they've nailed it somehow where they're like people are not, like it's it should be a white like it's you know it's a wine bar they serve you know gentle foods and it shouldn't work. it should be like quiet jazz and you yes. reading a library book yeah we should have a beret some sort of bongos playing chess <laughs> developing strategies figuring out how to screw over minorities yeah i should be going into scatting yeah be bopping and tooting <laughs> what's up with that man <laughs> you ever noticed <laughs> comedy scat whoa scat man. comedy is way different <laughs> You want to be the first scat comedian? You don't want to be in scat porn either. (laughs) Scat can mean so many different things. (laughs) Gotta check your medium. (laughs) Scat art, also not great. No. Some pollocky looking shit. (laughs) Literally. It's it's yeah com- it, that's all comedy that's yeah that's fucking hardcore alt you're the fucking uh, what was the the uh, the punk rock guy uh, Gigi you're the Gigi Allen of comedy <laughs> yeah I'm waiting for like the one comic that just like whips his dick out on stage like I've heard that's of it part happening. of his act like and then he whips his dick out <laughs> I've heard of it happening and I know there was. Uh, but it's part of his art, so it's not like, yeah, you know... Uh, it's borderline one of indecent. those things. Like, you'd probably have to throw a warning up in front of it to make it at least mm. not super, like, we're going to sue the shit out of you. Yeah, like, there's got to be a disclaimer, like, this man shows his genitals. I think genitals. they can do it, but they need to be able to opt out at any moment. <laughs> or at least have some warning. But you don't want to bury the lead, like, tell him at the beginning of the They're show, like, look, hey, this, this may guy- or may not contain lots and lots of nudity. Strong nudity. <laughs> like, some throbbing nudity. From one individual. Some big bulging nudity, and it's going to jump on you at any moment. So, just be okay with that. I want some girl that's, like, super progressive that, like, is, like, the first topless comic or something. She's doing it bare-chested? Yeah, like... I I just had my tits out. What? You guys don't want to laugh? You're the one that's not, uh, you know, progressive or whatever. Then, then she turns it on them like, oh, you're something's wrong with you if you don't like me up here right. topless. Exactly. What, I'm too plus size for you? No, you're like 75 <laughs> pounds, but it's just not a good look from down. Yeah, you look like a 12-year-old boy. It's just not a good angle for anybody, really. Like, mm-hmm. like that's why you take photos, like, from above. That's why yeah. there's no <laughs> selfie sticks that go lower. Yourself is That's something I've that had to great. learn, by the way. I didn't know that. <laughs> Always the worm's eye, not the bird's eye? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. I have a bit about that uh, with, uh, you know, dick pics should never be worm's eye. Yeah. I mean, they already look like worms, but right. like you always be, have it look like a worm. You should be able to see your feet in the picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, no, I, got, I was trying to take a picture of my shoes, but my dick got in the way. <laughs> I want to take a series of pictures of my dick getting in the way of things. Oh, trying to put my subway tokens in. Oh, no. Uh, trying to do the laundry. Stupid pesky dick getting in the way. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Trying to cook some Easy Mac. Dick getting in the way. Damn trying it. to walk my dog. Dick's in the way. <laughs> Took me for a walk. <laughs> Girls, do you ever have this problem? Yeah, no, nah, you, you ever cl- you, Did your clit just ever get in the way of things? <laughs> I, bet you, I bet breasts would get in the way of things. Is I would you, assume you're trying to look at your shoe size and you're just like, I can't get a good angle. Yeah. From like here. I would love to, if there's any li- women listening, please write me and tell me what your any. boob has gotten into. <laughs> just like gotten into the Cheerios at night. Just anything in particular. Yeah. You're just walking around. Yeah, like, what, what kind of mischief? Close the door breasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's chilly. What kind 
kind of mischief is this getting boob getting into? In the middle of the night. Turn the light off. It's <laughs> <laughs> scampering. They're getting into all my Parmesan. <laughs> I don't know why they'd be into Parmesan. Boob, stop getting into the Parmesan. My breasts are smoking all my weed. <laughs> drinking all my booze and fucking all my... <laughs> my boobs are having more fun than I am. Oh, boobs. Now on the WB. <laughs> Silly boob tricks. Me and my ki- boobs on the WB. Yep. <laughs> Silly boobs tricks are for kids. Huh? <laughs> we shouldn't, I don't think we should be talking about this. Nope. <laughs> Two very white guys. <laughs> you, yeah, you and your dumb privilege talking, being able to talk about boobs freely. Flat chested privilege. Yep. They had an S for these guys. I wish I had boobs. I mean, like, girl boobs, not, like, man they, boobs, they seem but... fun. Yeah. I mean, they seem entertaining. Yeah. I, I feel like running would be annoying. Like, I don't like running with a backpack, let alone something that's physically attached to me. Yeah. You ever try to run with, like, an like an over-the-shoulder bag? <laughs> yeah, it's like impo- a messenger bag? You, you carry yeah. it. That's what happens. Mm, mm, mm. It's, it, well, I don't want, yeah, like, ease or anything. I just want, like, you know, a nice a C-cup. Right? Yeah, just enough to be like, oh, those are some nice. Yeah. Just Did nice. You? Just... <laughs> You want to get your lactation gone? <laughs> yeah, just big enough to strip and lactate. Uh, was that was that on the recording? I can't remember if that was something we talked about on the podcast or not. But it was on a podcast or something, right? Yeah, I think so. It was, yeah, probably. I remember having a comic come up to me and telling me, like, that I didn't steal a joke, but that they said, like, oh, I talk about that, too. And just that fact made me go, like, oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Then I I had an early, early on strip club joke where it's basically just about me not, not like, really getting the the core concept of a strip club. And, like, you don't get that they get naked or... Like, I go, I just, I feel like if I'm hungry... I'll go out to a restaurant and eat something, but I don't go out to a restaurant and just look in the window like some poor orphan <laughs> child on Thanksgiving, like, please let me in, you know. Right, right, right. But four comics in front of me were all doing strip club jokes. I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't yep. do it because all their approaches, all their jokes were very similar. Mine was about like, oh, I've never been to a strip club. And I started listening to other comics like on like albums and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, it's a very common premise and stuff like it that. It is. I mean, who and I think who but lonely people are going <laughs> to go do stand-up comedy and go to strip clubs. And of course, like, you know, you want to talk about something that is a general It's not like you want to talk about strip clubs and nobody knows what strip clubs are. <laughs> and it's it's easy to understand and it's uh, not only relatable but it's also a, ten, a, a instantly a tenser situation because it's like it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable in there. I, I assume yeah, I've never actually and- been to one. <laughs> And it's a little adult, a little you know, slimy, it's a little, little yeah, I mean, you don't have to be filthy about it, but it is a little, like, I wouldn't say R-rated, but at least a PG-13 joke yeah, premise. Exactly. It's not like you're going to be, like, at the daycare going, hey, remember the time I went to the strip club, kids? <laughs> you're like, I don't know what things are, so you're going to have to tell me. <laughs> I would love to do comedy a at a preschool. Cl- is it a chicken strip club? Because then I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some horrible times at strip clubs. I've told a pun- a few of them on this podcast, but I remember one time uh, I was at a strip club and uh, and a woman lactated on stage. Frightening. And not like, oops, what what happened? But more like a pew pew. It was like a, I'm making this happen, 
and you're going to watch me. Was it onto anything? It was just onto the ground, just onto the stage floor. Because I think if you lactate onto someone, I think that's some type of assault. <laughs> it did hit some distance. It wasn't like, you, you know, a splatter. that it just dribbled out or you anything. You have like a splash zone like you're in a Gallagher set. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> you got yeah. the little covers up. <laughs> My friend on. just, without missing a beat, he just leans over and goes, I wish they told us that we could bring cereal. I was like, oh, oh uh, my it's, god! It's <laughs> Could have gotten some bulls out, gotten some fruit loops. Yep, yeah, yep. But I hate that. Like the one thing I hate about strip clubs, and I understand why they do it, but I just hate it because it's not real life. Like, yeah, is the overconfident like girl that's just like, you're super cute. Do you want to go in the back? Like, oh my god! Like, just and you're like, no girl is that forward. You don't have right. to like be that forward, or they're way cooler about it. You know, hmm. they're like in like a really deeply interesting way. You're like, yeah, I do want to go to the back. <laughs> Call it, you had me at hello. <laughs> I'd be all right if they just went like, hey, what's going on? You want to go fuck? You yeah, want to yeah, look at my that. tits? All right, come on. <laughs> like maybe a little bit jovial, but like yeah. it doesn't have to be like super. Recognize- like you are the cutest guy I've ever seen here. Like. There's a bunch of dogs, but not you. And you're like, stop stroking the ego. I already just, I already want to see your tits. Like, yeah. it's not like <laughs> it lacks a certain self awareness too. Because if you were gonna do it and that be that for, that's great. How and how you know progressive of you, but you would at least recognize that it's unusual. You're like, yeah, hey, you know, yeah, hey, you know, I should be doing this, but hey, you're pretty cute. You want to go in the back? I don't know. I'm Italian. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna break your knees. Like kneecaps, Jimmy. Oh. Like a Chef Boyardee thing. Like. I was thinking of like a bowler hat that she'd like tap <laughs> on the beat and she's just like flipping a wooden nickel. <laughs> like, see here, Sonny. I'm gonna go into the back of my Chevy. And <laughs> 22 Skidoo. I'm gonna go. <laughs> 22 <laughs> uh, uh, Man, I was. You're gonna yeah. get the clap. Uh. <laughs> If you're a dude and girls act like they're strippers outside a strip club in uh, front of you, you know you're attractive because like they're like, oh my god, you're s-. they just don't know how to control themselves. They're just so like into you. Have you ever had like an escort try to hit you up like at a party or something? And in Vegas, yeah, and I, you, it's super like, okay, no girl just comes up to me looking like that, right? And is like, hey, what's going on? I'm you like, want to hey, hang out? I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> More than you can possibly. You make more money than me. Like I've had. I'm not saying I'm. I've never had, you know, interactions with women. Obviously, I have a living girlfriend. But it's like I had to pursue that girl. She didn't come and pursue me. Right. Like, it wasn't like a. She just suddenly out of the blue went like, "Hey, you're super cute. We should go out sometime." Like literally every other thing I hear from guys is like, "It's like, and this is how I met my girlfriend." It's like, oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, and then we live in together forever. <laughs> yep, yep. I get. Um, yeah. Are you gonna just keep asking me out every day oh, or God. what? <laughs> you gotta stop. You gotta go to a different Rite Aid, <laughs> right? <laughs> do you remember your first like set jokes? Like you know, yeah. your first like. Do you still use those jokes? No. Or? <laughs> um, I have like a, a a concept of one. Actually, start in a similar way, but I remember I started. I literally had a the like three months preceding me going to this like four months i literally had a file in my uh iphone that was like uh just in case i ever decide to do stand-up and it was just bits like life bits i would write down like just you know what's musings funny? and i just had like like 
just standard jokes i would just start writing down just like just to reference not like street jokes but like like a bit or something just something you could reference like you know, or, like seinfeld like what's the deal with more like um i can exp- I, it's it'd be it'd more like um more just musings. That's the best mm-hmm. way to describe it. Yeah. It's like, I wonder if... We're just ponderings. Right, and, and right. Sum up punchlines. I literally went to uh, Umami, uh, the improv, uh, like, secondary, like, their, like, little open mic. Um, and I was, like, super late on the mic, so I was, like, like 15 down or something. And I was, like, literally every other comic was going, I was, like, nope, not doing that joke, not doing that joke. Because mm. I was starting to, like, figure it out. Like, a lot of comics say... Go to an open mic for your first time and don't go up and just watch it. And they, they go, you'll be better than half the people that go up next time. Hmm. And that's almost kind of what I did where I just had to sit through a long open. I mean, I guess a lot of people have to do that. But it wasn't like I was first and had no idea what was going on. Right. So I was literally taking shit out of my <laughs> set list. And I went in and pretty much improv like, or like did it like all off the dome, like stuff I was writing on the way to the stage. I opened <laughs> oh, up with... Crazy. I didn't know it was PG-13, and I didn't know it was only yeah, three minutes, yeah. so I had, like, five minutes kind of down, but realistically, I could have done, like, a minute tops, probably. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could do ten. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ten's, like... like it's, it's tough. I like going to, a, like, a, a convenient ten. You're like, oh, cool, I just did ten minutes. That was nice. Right, you didn't know you, you, you didn't, did You didn't ten. feel it, and I was like, okay, like, fifteen's probably where I'm topping out right now. Maybe twenty if I really stretch some shit. Mm-hmm. But then I did. I think I started because I didn't know it was PG thirteen. So I started my set with like, um, I didn't know this was um, only three minutes and a PG thirteen open mic. So I've had to throw out my thirty minute diatribe on the history of human sexuality, <laughs> and that got a huge <laughs> laugh. And I'm like, all right, that's literally I do amazing if I get a, like a little laugh at the beginning, and that right. I definitely got. Got it's it your like that. confidence boost. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I am funny, and then I'm like, <laughs> you started to start powering through what you think are jokes, and a lot of it was mostly me trying to like panic and do crowd work a little bit. That actually worked. It wasn't like because I knew enough to stay away from the kind of hackier shit. I was a comedy nerd for a while, right? So I at least you know listened to good stuff to at least kind of get me started. Yeah, did you find yourself like running into like? imitating certain dudes or i have like two or three i don't know if you do but i definitely have two or three comics i like depending on my mood i'll start leaning a certain way mm. like if i'm really tired and quiet i'll do a todd barry and i'm like hey guys how you doing <laughs> yeah go ahead and do that right right and then right if i'm like super like like manic on stage and super energized it's like either like pete holmes you're like yeah we're experiencing culture yeah <laughs> you guys that's like tj miller yeah um no but like i'll do the pete holmes thing i'm like look at us we're, we're experiencing college. like i'll be too present in the moment <laughs> like calm down at least have like a little buffer time i like I'm like, look at that guy sneezed over there. <laughs> You're picking up your fork. <laughs> I've done like, that, too, where, like, I'll use, like, vocabulary that I, like, I'll listen back on the recording, and I'm like, I've never said that word ever. <laughs> but I go up on stage and try to be, like, whimsical or whatever, and it's like, <laughs> like I've never whimsical. used whimsical. I've never used... I've never... It's never come up before in the history of my last 22 years of life. <laughs> Don't know where it's been this whole time. Yeah. Where did I I've say that? I've never used salacious before, but it came up today twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'll never say it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like... Yeah. I had a bit about this on stage where... Um, I haven't done it in a while, but... 
you know, if I was gay, I would be getting no pussy. Because I was gay. Right. It's <laughs> not bad. It's not to be because well, I'm not sure. I was waiting. I was like, I don't know if you got yet. <laughs> and not only that, but because, I mean, that was, that's not the whole bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Like the, you that's should do it. that. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Dale. <laughs> No, but I, I get what you say. It's the, you're like the uh, it's your thesis. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm paraphrasing here. <laughs> it's the uh, the sum of the uh, the parts. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's like uh, like guys only go after other hot guys. Right. Like, you know, they don't go after slubs like me. I've never been hit on. Like I lived in in Long Beach for four years now, mm-hmm. and like ever. When I fir- when I first came into like Long Beach, like everybody was like, "Oh man, you're gonna get hit on all the time." Right. I haven't been hit on once. I've been in um, gay bars before and gotten uh, or Main Street. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My- <laughs> I'm not going to. I, I don't care. I'm going to gay bar. If <laughs> their drink specials are delicious and fantastic. Hell yeah! Um, and the music, man. I did get chatted up by a couple of guys. They're like, "Hey," or like one guy. Like it was the weird thing because I'm not like I, I don't picture myself as that great looking or whatever. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I, I've got a lot of body issues. Uh, <laughs> How many weird, selfies do you have? I've got like a weird hunch. I've got like two. I, I, I like that. They're like so like engineered and photoshopped down to the last pixel. <laughs> They're like it has to be perfect. I think that like literally like there's a scale where you can like determine like. Okay, this is how hot he thinks he is. Right. Based on how many selfies he has. I think that's a definite thing. But this dude came up to me outside and did like the nervous guy trying to chat up a girl thing. Where I was like, I'm kind of flattered, but still nervous. The gay was, like, guy was nervous? Yeah. Okay. Like he was like, you're hot. And it like ran off. I'm like, come back. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah, tell me about how much I'm good looking. Let me know what to work on. <laughs> What's working for you? Can you fill out this survey? <laughs> Tell me how much you like me. I've had that happen to me a few times where I'm at a bar and I'm just like waiting for the bartender to make me a drink or whatever. So I'm just like sitting there and there's a girl next to me and I'll just like say, Hey, how's it going? Like, uh-huh. and she'll just automatically go, I'm just waiting for my boyfriend. Like, married, I, I didn't say married, divorced, married boyfriend <laughs> yeah. Lover on the side. I have three affairs. <laughs> I'm seeing two of them right now. One of them is inside me currently. Yeah. And they're none of them are you. They all don't look like you at all. <laughs> Share like, no traits. You just want to say like, I said, hi. I said, hi. <laughs> it is weird though. I, I, I used to be a super introverted person and um, like I was like homeschooled growing up. So I was spent a lot of time. Just hanging out, reading books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. going to bars like at like open mics and stuff, it's weird seeing. I've never really gotten the chance to see people out in the wild trying to hook up with each other, uh. or especially <laughs> like really desperate free range. Yeah, I've never seen like open markets. You know, <laughs> right. where it's men. It's just a bunch of men trying to wear women down. Yep. until they're like, "How many drinks will you?" It's like. But Watch the male come up to his pride. It's exact. I feel it, and <laughs> I feel like you're like, oh, she just wants to talk to you, and is just kind of using you to talk to you, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're trying to fuck her. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, I always feel too how like it's so like presumptuous to think like I'll just buy this woman two drinks and she'll let me see her naked. Right. That's clearly the case right and some people maybe that's all they need and all they ever wanted from people were like i just want somebody to buy me two drinks and then fuck me <laughs> that's just on their day planner yeah just what bars are you going checking to them off 
I got two drinks now. I just need somebody to fuck me. Anybody? <laughs> you there. You meet all my minimum requirements. You need to see two forms of ID mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a credit score. I want to see like the bar that has all the gender roles reversed. You know, it's like, like it's like the bumble of bars. Yeah, like just guys sitting there waiting for girls to give three, them drinks. It's gonna be three hundred guys and two girls. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what that is. Two ugly girls. I think it's just a, no, I but that's the a, thing, though, is that no matter what, even though even if every girl just came out and said that they love sex, they would still have the upper hand. It's like no matter what, they're always in control of like, hey, I know when I'm getting laid, but I've, you don't know when you're getting laid. I've pondered this though, and why is that? Because I don't know. we've put it on them. Yeah, and we've or just uh, just saying like that we put like we have some foreign power, but like we've taken shit from them too. You know, mm-hmm, like, we've mm-hmm. definitely fucked up things for them. They're like, all right, now you also have to make us want it a little bit. And it's weird being at gay bars because you can kind of still see that same power difference based on how hot someone is. Right. We're like, oh, they're just in their natural ability that they have. It's like what the new world should look like probably. Yes. That they're like, oh, hey, they're just better at this because they've been doing it longer and they look hotter. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As opposed to, oh, they're the opposite sex and I'm nervous around them. Yeah. And I've always felt like sometimes I've talked to like really attractive people Knowing like, oh, they're not into me. Mm-hmm. And then I end up hearing through the grapevine like, oh, they thought that you were really cool. And I'm like, oh, oh I'm bad at signals. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dang, I should have like given myself more self-esteem. Because <laughs> this, like, whole, this whole time, guys are doing nothing but like dealing with the, oh, she's talking to me. She must like me. And then when mm. they actually do talk to you because they like you, you don't pick up on that because yeah. that's your baseline. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm always like, oh, why would they like me? <laughs> Uh, oh, because I'm actually funny and smart and, Whoa. and educated and has a job. Look at you. You got all these coins. I know. Man, fine I'm a catch. Head, a fine head of facial hair. I just want, like, fine cheeks of hair. To find, like, some girl that's, like, actually, like, you do a podcast? <gasps> Whoa. Come over here. Where I'm, are those? I've yeah. never seen them. I've seen comedy groupies. Mm-hmm, I've seen lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen polka groupies. I've never seen a podcast groupie. Yeah. I mean, I've heard women say they listen to podcasts, but they've never been excited about me doing a podcast. Oh, great. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so that's something that you're going to do instead of hang out with me? But then again, with some exceptions, I don't think most comics are excited to do podcasts. No. Like, unless they kind of, unless they're like super into podcasts. Like, I listen to podcasts all day, every day. Yes. And you have the ability to. And and I get I get the chance to produce it, which is really fun. And so it's like it's just a different outlet for me. I like doing it. I like listening to it. That's the thing. I but I even before podcasts exist, I listen to talk radio. I listen Same. to I grew all up sorts talk of radio. Yeah. And I used to listen to like, like the morning DJs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Tito mm-hmm. in the man <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> right. Totally. Totally. Mark and Brian and yeah. Uh, yeah, Kevin and Bean, all of them. Yeah, exactly. And they're just like you get used to that the dialogue style format and it's really casual because they've had to do they can't make it anymore produced because they've been doing it every day for the last 15 years but i find it so weird how like there's people that are like no nah, i'd rather listen to like hotel california for the billionth time yeah. than to listen to two dudes talk about something maybe it's about kim kardashian but at least it's like anything something i've never heard about before right instead of like no i've heard hotel california and I never have to and hear it And I know exactly again. what I think about it. Yeah. But maybe they'll bring up a new topic. Like, I don't know what I think about that. Maybe I'll hear what they think about it. And then mm-hmm. you start thinking. 
I but, do need to take breaks from it. Like you can't listen to it for like. Oh, I, yeah, I'm not I saying I don't like to, music. Yeah, sometimes I need to just listen to some something kicking and then come back to it. And be like, okay, no, for sure, for sure. Especially yeah, if you're at work and you're about to fall asleep on your keyboard because you're right. like talking about you know the albatross. With a lot of entertainment now, is you just gotta find your followers, you know, your niche, your group of people that you can, you know, talk to. Like, but there are those, you know, comics that transcend that, you know, that can go into any room and just like murder. Yeah, they. But they, they walk both. They walk. Uh, they walk both worlds, like Blade. <laughs> yeah, they're the Blade comics. There is something you need to do though, um, which is you need to be able to p- perform because. If you're doing shows on the road and you're used to doing your LA, you know, you're used to playing up the UCB and right. stuff like that, and you're used to doing your main rooms, your alti rooms, you're, everybody's there because they, they're comedy nerds. And you have to learn how to play to middle America for the first time, mm-hmm. and they're not getting it. You don't have to destroy out there, but I do think it's probably important to at least put on a show. There's an old, um, old music thing. Uh, uh, you know the band Twisted Sister? Yeah, with Dee Snyder, yeah. Yeah. Uh, great band, all dressed in drag. Yeah. And they had to play, like, a fucking, like, fuck you hardcore country, uh, like, bar. <laughs> like, straight, and they had, like, a like a cage in front of the stage. Right. Oh, like that scene in fucking uh, Howard the Duck? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Picture that with Dee Snyder. And yeah. Well, Dee Snyder and Leah Thompson, they pra- practically look the same. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very he's a very handsome woman. <laughs> what if that was an underlying thing in Howard the Duck that Leah Thompson was in a Twisted Sister cover tribute band <laughs> and trying to replay that whole scene? Yep. <laughs> but the thing is, is they're they're starting to play their songs and all these like you know like yeah all these like truckers and uh, you know like country bumpkins and, and just good old boys are like like fuck you and they're throwing glass right. at the wall. You're they start playing like all right. Fuck you, we'll play a good show. And they nailed it. They actually played a full-on country, like, they, in their style, but they played, like, actual, like, country classic, of which if I knew any, I should be able to name now. Right, like, uh, truckers need to love, too. Or... Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, obscure, cut, like, psychobilly, like, country, like, uh, <laughs> Reverend Horton Heat. Right, right. So, that's, and, like, uh, like, 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 the generic like johnny cash and that's you know mm-hmm. yeah so wheel's gonna roll around again <laughs> that's a wonderful song by the way <laughs> it makes me cry <laughs> it gives you the feels <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wish i could make people have memories too podcasting forever but i think we have just about enough time for this podcast some would say too much (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) but thank you again taylor for coming in and or let me uh come into your uh dwelling always welcome my home girl sweet thanks just get out (laughs) you just can't sleep her or live here flip the laptop you're done (laughs) so cordial but really abrupt (laughs) (laughs) just let me Pack up my gear, please. He sticks to his schedule. <laughs> <That's a> hard <laughs> ten. 
But definitely, guys, uh, tune in to The Good Word with Seth Woodward or just Woodward. We need to give him an incentive to review our podcast. I, I tried to give him one a couple weeks ago. I'm like, hey, if you review it, we'll, uh, Seth will give you an extra five minutes of the mic. Mm, mm. So what's, what can we give him? Will you read off the name on a... Um, I'll give you a Blumpkin. Uh, I'll give you... <laughs> wow, opening strong with the Blumpkin. <laughs> Oh, you'll come out to their parents. <laughs> hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Stevens, uh, Denise is gay. <laughs> Been for a while now. I don't know how you haven't picked up I on I mean, it. I'm sure this isn't news to you, but she's gay. <laughs> Very gay. <laughs> I don't know if there's a scale, but this is at the end of it. <laughs> All right, guys, definitely go check out The Good Word with Woodward with Taylor Avery on the ones and twos and the threes and fours, making it sound all good. And definitely check out all of his social media at Taylor Avery Comedy. Go to it, guys, definitely. And it, do you have any uh, tour dates you want to plug or anything that you're uh, going yeah, on? I'll be doing my first Japanese tour this week. <laughs> sweet, man. Yeah. Sweet. Be going through uh, Tokyo. <laughs> Probably an opening to two people in Tokyo <laughs> at a karaoke bar. Oh, Taylor Avery. Very nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Should talk less about mother. <laughs> I don't know why they're also can speak kind of racist English. <laughs> uh, hey. no, I, I think the only thing I have is uh, one. Listen to me on the, the, the Daryl Williams podcast, his Comics Life. Yep. I'll be appearing uh, be. now. <laughs> uh, you just heard it, so you're a little late. Um, you just heard that. So, uh, I, the, well, rate and review if you just heard it. All right, guys, and definitely check me out everywhere at this Comics Life on Facebook and Instagram, and also go to the D Stories on Twitter, and also hit me up on this comics life pod at gmail.com on the email all right guys so tell a million friends and also subscribe every monday yeah all right take it easy guys and peace out Mexican